Hey y'all, we're back. I was just thinking, this, this is a pretty good gig I got going on. I get to meet a lot of people. People with guns ask me to go shoot and do all that stuff. But I was over at a friend's house the other day because I got a, I got an email from um, Luke Holmes up in, uh, up in Wisconsin. And he asked if I tried out the FNX 45 Tactical. And I said, no, but uh, I called a friend. He says, yeah, I got one. He says, come on over. And, uh, so I grabbed some bullets. You know, I mean, hey, I ain't going to go shoot up his shit. So I brought some and uh, tried it out. Yes, Luke's right. The thing's a beast, and it's wonderful. And Daddy like, I want one. But unfortunately, I can't get it past my chief financial directorate right now. But anyway, it's in the wish list, so we'll see what happens. Also... I belong to a number of groups on Facebook, and one being the uh, Weapons and Firearms Enthusiast. Very knowledgeable bunch of guys, and it's really great. And one of them, his name is Rick Collard of Columbia, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, rather. And he asked about the Remington Ryder Double Action Belt Revolver. And I said, sure. I said, let me look into this and see what we can come up with. But uh, I talked to a few people, and some guys gave me some good information, did a bunch of reading, and found this. But anyway, on August 17, 1858, firearms inventor Joseph Ryder of Newark, Ohio, received a U.S. patent, and the patent covered uh, certain new and useful improvements in that class of firearms known as the revolvers. Now, this patent utilized a single spring in the, revol in the revolver's action to serve not only as a mainspring, but also act as a trigger spring to operate the bolt stop that locked the revolver cylinder. Now, while it appeared that no firearms were ever produced based on Ryder's improvements, the patent attracted the attention of E. Remington and Sons of Ilya, New York. Remington asked Ryder to help develop a double-action revolver. Ryder relocated to Ilion and in May 3, 1859, had been issued a U.S. patent for a double-action percussion revolver. This design re resulted in the Remington Ryder Pocket Revolver, which was introduced to the Remington's product line around 1860 and remained in production through 1873. Ryder would go on to produce the Remington for a number of years and becoming the Remington factory superintendent in 1865, and remaining in that job through 1883. Now, during his tenure at Remington, he received several firearm patents, including 40,887 on December 8, 1863, which resulted in the Remington Ryder Vest Pocket Pistol. On November 28, 1865, he received another patent for improvements to cartridge revolvers, and on July 29, 1873, another patent was issued to him for improvements to the rolling block action. Ryder's improvements to the Leonard Geiger patent action uh, resulted in one of the strongest and most successful breech-loading rifle actions of the latter half of the 19th century, and to many, uh, Ryder is also known as the father of the rolling block. Now, as the American Civil War raged on and Remington's production efforts were primarily concentrating on delivering 44 caliber percussion army revolvers to the U.S. government, however, it was clear that the war would not continue forever and Remington management teams started to look towards developing arms that might be a commercial success when the war ended. Now, one direction that the firm pursued was the production of a double-action belt-sized revolver. 
While the double-action revolver mechanism had been extremely popular in Great Britain and in Europe, this action system had met with uh, limited success in the U.S. Now, most of the double-action revolvers in antebellum had been imported English Adams M1851s and M1854s, uh, along with some fourth-model Tranter revolvers. Now, the only American-produced double-action revolver to find favor with the U.S. military during the pre-war period was the Star Model 1858, the acquisition of which was discontinued in favor of the more conventional Star Model 1863 single-action revolver. The civilian market in the Cooper Firearms double-action revolvers had met with moderate success, as had the Remington Ryder pocket uh, revolvers. Now, a handful of other domestically produced double-action revolvers saw limited success. Most uh, popular was the Pettengill revolver, which was also acquired by the military in limited numbers during the Civil War. Ryder's design project was to enlarge the earlier Remington Ryder pocket revolver design to create a larger frame double-action belt revolver in a more effective caliber. In uh, the end result was the Remington Ryder double-action new model belt revolver. Now, the new gun was introduced in 1863 and would remain in production for a decade with a total production run of about 3,000 to 5,000 revolvers. The guns were serial numbered in the same range with the Remington new model single-action revolver, so it's difficult to know just for sure how many were produced. But the lack of surviving factory records make, uh, make, make investigation into the matter kind of hard. So, The new model belt series of revolvers appeared to be a uh, concerted effort by Remington to produce a handy personal defense type revolver that would be at home in a belt holster or even a large overcoat pocket with the power of a full-size military handgun, but it was in a smaller and more compact package. For the modern firearms enthusiasts, this new revolver would be considered a compact version of the duty-sized firearm. The new belt, the model belt revolvers were uh, scaled down New York, uh, new model Navy revolvers with uh, slightly smaller frames with shorter six and a half inch barrels, but retaining a six shot 36 caliber cylinder. Between 2,500 and 3,000 of these were produced with a traditional single-action mechanism with a balance of uh, 3,000 to 5,000 manufactured with uh, Ryder's double-action uh, lockwork done on it. Now, the e earliest double-action revolvers were produced with fluted cylinders with the balance manufactured with conventional round cylinders. The fluted cylinder guns were produced around 1863 to 1865 and they appear in serial number ranges under 1,000. The uh, revolver design retained its uh, familiar Remington silhouette with a solid frame that incorporated Fordyce uh, Beale's September 14, 1858 patent for a cylinder arbor pin that was retained by the web-shaped loading lever, which was only removable after the loading lever was loaded, uh, lowered, rather, excuse me. Now, the, uh, the guns were primarily produced with a blued finish, a color case hardened hammer, and a silver-plated brass trigger guard with uh, two-piece varnished walnut grips. A small number of revolvers were produced with nickel finishes, 
half nickel, half blued finishes, and more rarely the silver plated finishes. Now despite the quality of the revolver and its mechanism combined with a handy convenient size, the gun met with limited commercial success. It would be nearly two decades before the double action revolver was widely embraced in the states. And until that time, the single action mechanism was the clear favorite uh, for both the U.S. military and civilian handgun market as well. As the age of the percussion revolver became to an end, and the self-contained cartridge revolvers began, became the wave of the future, Remington started to offer these double action revolvers as a factory conversions to 38 RF. Now, some were even offered with dual cylinders, allowing the use as either 36 percussion or 38 RF handguns. Now, production of the double-action Remington belt uh, revolver ended in 1873. The lack of commercial success when compared to other Remington handguns of the period is underscored by the fact that some 122,000 new model army revolvers were manufactured between 1863 in 1875, with only two or more years than the Remington Ryder uh, double-action belt revolver being produced. That represents about a 25-fold difference in the total number of production. As a result, the Remington Ryder double-action belt revolver is a fairly scarce gun on the collector's market today. As many were altered uh, to fire cartridges, finding an original percussion gun is particularly difficult and especially in the higher levels of condition and they are worth some money so it's a good gun to find if you got one and you can get your hands on one because you got some cash sitting there but anyway i hope i got some information to you rick and uh we'll see that but if you got any bitches gripes or complaints feel free to drop us an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com that's g-u-n-s-m smoke all lowercase please at yahoo.com or go to our Facebook page, which a lot of people have made a lot of new friends, at Gunsmoke Gunsmoke. And we'd like you to upload some pictures. Send in a friend request. Let us know what you're doing. So until the next time, y'all take care.